Let's break it down, bro. Uh, thank you for watching another episode of HD Show. We have Lonnie, the street lawyer. Side, break it down. Wait, why are you starting with thanks for watching another episode? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're introducing the episode. All right. And now, uh, <laughs> introducing a new episode with Lonnie, the street lawyer. Um, side, break it down. Bro, this guy was was all over the place. He just talked about about philosophy of life, about marijuana activism, his career in the in the field of law. That's just it was just insane. We talked about so much, so much uh, shit about all of these topics, and it was and the guy was just like such a high energy, high, <laughs> very enthusiastic uh, guest to be honest. And definitely, it was just awesome with him. Uh, awesome. Thanks, Lonnie, so much for coming on the show. This is truly a great addition. He went really deep, uh, completely different lifestyle, like nothing we've ever seen before. Check out this episode of A to the Show. Episode 312 of A to the Show, traveling around the world. Now we're here with Lonnie, the street lawyer. How's it going right there? It's going very well. I uh, can't wait to hear what we talk about. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Let's jump right we into kind of, it. We, right. We're also ex we're excited. <laughs> uh, <as well. laughs> Lonnie, you describe yourself as an activist. So what is your cause? Ah, well, activist among many things. But uh, wait, where's the camera? What am I looking at here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. so. Uh, well, you know, I definitely an activist for the proliferation of marijuana, cannabis, uh, wherever it can be proliferated. I think it's a great thing. I'm also an, uh, an advocate for uh, drug uh, sentencing to be very low. Very low. <laughs> yes. Besides that, I've, I've been a trial attorney for 16 years, a criminal defense attorney. And uh, now it's all about the cannabis brand proliferating uh, the culture and creating new things and living in the clouds in my mind, bro, as a visionary, you know? And uh, what, what exactly got you into this, uh, this <laughs> cause? Like what, what made you want to, you know, go into the proliferation of marijuana? Well, I was always a consumer, you know? Okay. And uh, here's what happened in DC. If you want to break down the DC story, man. Let's go right into it. DC weed story, yeah. man. So I was a criminal defense attorney for uh, since uh, 05 until well now, but I don't really take cases as the cannabis. And you know, throughout my years, I saw a lot of people going to jail, going to prison for cannabis violation, uh, probation violations. They were going in for it. And I also met a lot of people involved in the cannabis industry. Um, good guys, black market, gray market, all kinds of people. And uh, so here's what happened. I was a criminal trial attorney, I did 5,000 cases, at least 50 jury trials. I've seen it all. And, uh, you know, so you learn how to fucking like connect with people, have difficult conversations. And uh, so one of my um, friends who was an ex-client, um, no, an ex-client referral really uh, brought up the idea about going to business together, but here's how it worked. So in 2016, DC passed I-71, Initiative 71, a referendum by the people to legalize cannabis in the district. So here's the rules. You can possess up to two ounces. You can gift cannabis up to one ounce, but you can't buy or sell it unless you have a medical card or your dispensary. You can grow it too. So here's what happened. There's only five medical dispensaries. Nobody else could sell it you could gift it a whole con <laughs> economy <laughs> all right you all sell right. something else gift it boom you sell a smoothie you get a little juice box <laughs> yeah <That's right. laughs> of course think about think about the numbers you have to sell something that ordinarily would not cost you much value at all because or else that would be a waste i mean if you sell a 50 dollar item and give away 50 dollars of cannabis that's stupid Right? <laughs> so people are selling lighters and postcards and shit like that, you know? So they were having pop-up events, renting little spaces, warehouses, apartments, little lounges, and all kinds of vendors would, would rent little spaces there and they would gift. And bro, there'd be lines around the block. I mean, it's crazy. So all, all types of cannabis vendors branding their, their stuff. People made a lot of money. And so a couple of the guys said, you know what? This is great. Why don't we do a brick and mortar store and just 
gift. Boom, a couple of those arose. Smoke shops that gifted cannabis and a couple other themed shops. They were starting to pop up. And when I saw that, I immediately became a consumer there. I loved it because it was like dispensary feel. You know, you could talk to the people. It's a vibe. It's a vibe, man. You know, so I was like, I love the vibe because I've never been to a store where you walk in. The vibe is so cool because everybody's just getting weed, man. <laughs> you know, it's cool. <laughs> Ain't nobody right. mad at nobody. You know, right? Because <laughs> yeah, like uh, everyone's going to to chill in a sense. They're not gonna, you know, they don't want to do anything wrong or do. Oh, I guess know, get angry and get be, angry yeah, this getting fights and yeah. stuff. Well, well, correct. But but aside from sort of the immediate sort of environmental necessity not to fight, no, you're not in that frame of mind because it's self care and it's and it's anticipation of camaraderie <laughs> among among friends. Wow. So. I love the vibe, you know, and I went in there and they didn't create a tremendous vibe. The vibe was created just because you could buy wheat. The stores weren't amazing, but it was cool. So my guy approached me and said, listen, let's do a brick and mortar. Now, I was on the radio for five years in DC as Lonnie the Street Lawyer. It was a little brand. We were on the radio on FM radio, the biggest rock station on the East Coast. We did it up every Tuesday from eight to nine. We talked about the streets. I gave legal advice. People calling with the craziest questions about, oh, I got a meth lab in my garage. What do I do? You know, <laughs> 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 yeah, they, just, they just publicly admitted oh. on radio. What do I do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Where do we start? Yeah. Right. Um, so, so anyway, there was a brand, a little bit of a brand, Lonnie the Street Lawyer. And so I parlayed that into opening up a brick and mortar. The brick and mortar, I just rented a room in a recording studio in DC on George Avenue, where all kind of rappers would go record and there was a room there, we rented, boom. That's where we started it. It was called Street Lawyer Services. And we sell legal gift cards for my services. You can buy the gift cards vary in price and they correlate to the price of the flour, the edibles, or the carts. Okay. So that was the model. So you you buy a $50 coupon for my services and you actually get double the value. So you get actually a $100 coupon for my service. If you pay 50, you get $100 worth. So that's the hook. You get a $100 coupon, you get $200 worth. That's how it works. But for my services, I can't be on the hook for every fucking minute. So it's if we agree on representation in a case, we agree, boom. You give me the coupon, it applies. That was the model now. Um, and I hired only women as bud tenders. So right away we get going. We get All going, right. man. <laughs> Ari is one of the best. We have nine in DC and now we have 10 in Miami because we're about to open in Miami. Let's go. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so working it, we, we open up the shop and then we Instagram page, hired only women bud tenders and they call themselves the street lawyer services girls, SLS girls. And, but more than that, we always had the best flower, the best selection. I think mean, we didn't care how much it cost us and variety. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the first two and a half, three months, you know, basically it was like this. We had to move 25 jars to break even. Each oh, wow. jar is three grand. So, you know, we have security, the girls, we have a lot of expenses. And the first two and a half months, we never got to 25 jars. But then, then about two and a half months, we got to 23 one day. We're like, wait a minute. The next day was 39. The next day was 63. Wow. And it's just a miracle since it's just caught on in Let's DC go. and it's become a cultural phenomenon. And so wow. now we, 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 we got a bigger location right on H street. It looks like mm -hmm. the Apple store. There's no, there's not even counters. You come, a girl comes out with an iPad. And, so you're uh, saying in the beginning that it's it, it used to be given as gifts. So like correct. you could give cannabis like uh, through gift cards and that and in that sense. So well, how do you, so how do you open up a shop and then sell it, or is it now legal well, to sell it? Oh, we're only selling legal gift cards, and you're okay. gifting cannabis. The cannabis is free. I see. Okay, it's so it's free. like okay, so you buy you buy the gift card <laughs> and then the gift card. 
Pur- in yes. a sense, purchases the uh, the cannabis. Right. No, the gift card is for my legal services. You just bought a gift card, and I said, "Man, thanks for buying them." And here's your present. Boom! <laughs> thanks for your okay, legal so, services. Yeah. So here yeah. I'm starting to, to to fail to see the, so, the like, profit margin because, like, so you're a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. So you're you're offering your services for in a sense for free so that they can purchase the cannabis. No, no, no. You get it just the opposite. You pay for yeah. my service. So you get free cannabis. So let, let me give you an example. You walk in and there's these gift cards, right? One will say $50. So one will say $100 coupon. It's a coupon, right? $100 sure. to buy it is $50. All right. So you buy it for half the price. So that's why somebody would walk in there. Just say somebody got a DUI, right? And fuck yeah. up. Okay. It's going to cost them $2,000 for a lawyer to settle the damn thing, right? So they know they got the DUI. They say, you know what? Let me not be an idiot. I know I'm going to pay two thousand. Let me pay a hundred dollars for a two hundred dollar coupon now and save a hundred bucks. Now, very mm-hmm. few people actually do that, but it's a viable, feasible Service. way to do yes. it. So, so basically, it, everyone who oh, goes to your shop is also your client, as a you being their lawyer. You no, know, the, the truth is, no, no, almost nobody uses the gift card. They don't. Say <laughs> 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 yeah, literally. All right. You get it. <laughs> Lonnie, uh, I do want to ask you. So um, the thing with weed and law is that, I mean, originally weed was not legal and then it became less legal. And then now it's coming back to coming more legal again. Are you not worried about it ever going back well, to the way it was? No, 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 no. It's only moving in one direction at this point. It's like a tidal wave, man. What are you going to do? Go against it? No, flow with it. You have no choice. You know, when a wave's coming, what do you do? You ride the fucking wave. You don't go against that the wave. wave. <laughs> I stop riding it. I right. want to fucking go surf on that shit. You All know? Right. <laughs> so, uh, why do you think there are states that still haven't legalized it? For example, there are a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there are a bunch, you know, but little by little, they're just I think, holding on to old vestiges of of uh, old-fashioned thinking that's actually not very logical. Is where I look at it. I mean, it's just not. Logical. I tell some more. So what is like their thinking, and what is why is it not logical? <laughs> yeah. What are the arguments against it, right? Um, yeah. You know, less and less do I even hear the arguments against it. <laughs> that is I'm true. Almost, that's like true. you know. That's <laughs> yeah. Thing. So you get on this wave. This wave is going to keep going. It's only moving in one direction now. And because you know, cannabis does hmm. such great things for people. One, you know, as a criminal defense attorney for 16 years, almost all the violent cases were alcohol-based. Literally none of them yeah, were. Very I true. Zero of them were. Yeah, all alcohol-based. Not even other drugs, but mainly just alcohol, to be honest. Like, you know, it wasn't like people on heroin ain't fighting. They're just like, Ooh, you know, <laughs> alcohol. So, um, the arguments against it. Well, you know, it's legal. You know, everybody can be driving on it. You know, handling machinery could be an issue. And, uh, bad for the lungs, you know, and, uh, man, I can't even, I can't even do this exercise. You know? <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's like, jump, <laughs> let's jump right into like, it. Do you think it'll, it'll go to, to more countries? Cause right now, uh, in some, in most countries, it's still very like, even controversial. It's legal right here. About, yes. But we're a major, so, <laughs> we're a major exporter of it. <laughs> exactly. Achish, right? Yes lighter <laughs> <laughs> all right well you guys can smoke it i don't mind i don't mind you if think, you guys smoke don't no worry. you guys go for it you think the wave's gonna go global absolutely of course everything thanks you know what i'm gonna really do <laughs> like the whole kit <laughs> this, is, this is our first move to becoming <laughs> the next uh, joe rogan podcast <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, yeah, this is gonna be your best, guys. By the way, let's go! All right, let's hear more stories. Oh yeah, you guys are even fucking. You guys doing the little pussy cat shit, you know? All right, real shit. Oh my God! All right, all right, all right. So you're saying that you got the the real shit up here? The what? Spill the beans. Well, spill oh yeah, no, I will. You know what? Uh, thank you. Where do you want to start from? Um. Well, tell me. Um. 
why isn't it legal in Lebanon? What are they worried about? Is it religious thing? Okay. Uh, for example, in Lebanon, there's it's multiple reasons. So it's mainly owned by by the cartel, and if it becomes legalized, then the cartel will lose a lot of money because then it'll be the right. private and the private companies will start taking over, and the government will have bigger interference in it. Because you will always find problems in the areas where they produce it between the people who are producing it and the army, because like the army are always trying to you know stop the production and because it's illegal but uh, they don't want to make it legal because then they they can't produce it anymore wasting your time and money trying to stop weed i'm so (laughs) 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 so savage straight and so crazy (laughs) yeah i mean so yeah you basically have lobby you have lobbyists to against the legalization of it Right, and what, but they're cartel. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then the government has a right. If it becomes legal, basically in Lebanon, the government has the right to tax it and take away money from the cartel. The cartel don't want to get taxed. I get it, but shit. I mean, yeah, that's how it works everywhere, you know. But fuck it, like you got sure. it happen. And here's the thing: if they were smart. I'm not, not talking shit about Lebanese cartel. Like you guys are cool. <laughs> <laughs> Who with me, yo? But, um, but what you're protecting is smaller money instead of getting involved in the bigger money, bigger picture. Okay. Look, it's, the, th- the thing is, it's not an issue for the cartel. They, they are making that money. They sell abroad. I mean, you have, to be honest, if they actually make a survey on Lebanon, yeah. you would probably get maybe 40% of the population smokes at least that's, that's like bad. in my mind that's that's how i see it it's, it's okay. around why don't, they, why don't they legalize it then at that point all right because they don't want to get taxed and lose money because the government will then okay so basically the government is actually a, it's in its sense in its own self a private enterprise by uh, in their own way so like each politician because it's a very sectarian government and it's divided into you know lands and districts and whatever it's, it's a very long story yeah. but basically each one yeah. will find a way to take money from these legal companies so for, for example if someone wants to start a company in beirut in the capital they always have to go yeah. back to someone from one of these politicians and get them involved in the profits so that they can get the permissions the permits to you know start their business pay to play it's all pay to play right right yeah. basically yeah you gotta shady. have some you know there's very a lot shady. of uh, yeah what's the word uh, nepotism you there's a lot of nepotism wheel. right and a lot of nepotism so here's the deal i've always thought you know i i feel like the best fucking way to fight corruption ultimately anywhere is just to pay the cops a lot of money <laughs> that's it if because if a cop makes enough money all right. And all is yeah. make enough money. You know, it's hard to, uh, I don't know. Right. What do you think? Does that make wait, sense? Wait, wait, wait. I want to ask you because aren't the, isn't the whole yeah. problem of people going to jail because of weed is because of the cops being there to begin with that are taking them down? Why do you think we should give them more money if. Um, no, no, I mean, like, I mean, in Beirut or other countries oh. where there's like the super. Because you look, the truth is in the United States, you can't pay a cop. You cannot pay a cop. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, for sure that's not going to happen that's in the U.S. You yeah. can beat the head of the Lebanon cartel driving <laughs> through Oklahoma. And if they pull you over, you try to pay me. You will end up in fucking handcuffs in Oklahoma jail. <laughs> and that about the U.S. is is a good thing in the sense that, not for weed, but you can't pay cops. You know, and that's what I meant. So, like in other countries, be it Lebanon or Central America, other places, they come like shit money. So yeah, like hundred dollars, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. So that that's the point what I was making. Okay, in the U.S., no, the U.S. Look, the cops are pretty could get pretty rough sometimes. Look at this dog. Look at this gorgeous wolf dog. That's a good wolf dog. Belongs in the mountains of Antarctica and somehow from <laughs> human. So um, here's the thing about the you know there's a lot of bullshit going on. There's some truth and some bullshit. 
right, about the police situation in the U.S. If you are not doing anything illegal, you have zero to worry about from cops in the U.S., black, white, Latin, anything the fuck else. That's the truth. Okay? That's the truth. Are there some situations that could yeah, of course, but that's the truth. All right? Now, you don't do nothing bad. You ain't got nothing to worry about by cops. Period. This is the truth. I know it's more popular to say, oh, yes, the cops are just looking at the color of your skin and basing everything on that. I know, but that's not true. You feel me? Some, some are assholes. Don't get me wrong. You know, some, some SOBs. <laughs> yes. But, mm-hmm. you know, generally, no. If, if you're not doing anything wrong, you got nothing to worry about. Now, right. Yeah. Carry on. You but, know? Uh, you, but people, but yeah. people go to jail because of weed. I mean, this is a huge, I mean, this is still a huge issue. Well, people are still getting locked right. up because Correct. of weed. Very little, less and less less and less you know but yes it is still going on some parts of the country and they still have criminal records so they're walking around society not getting jobs from an old weed selling charge you know from eight years ago and they just pled to it because hey look no jail big deal just play to it so that's what we have to tackle too because you can't get apartments sometimes can't get jobs so that that's an issue and how are you fighting legislative how are people these days fighting legislative to change the law you know the way it works in the u.s it's their own kind of corruption in the sense lobbying okay <laughs> that's how it works here man high level shit so you pay somebody who knows the politicians and he coordinates activities and fundraisers for them and it's just a bunch of bullshit that look the politicians <laughs> are empty empty vessels they're empty vessels and they just go wherever the money comes in. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And that's the truth. So like you said about world. Lebanon. It, yeah, it's just like huh? Lebanon. So like you said, yeah, <laughs> Lebanon is like you have to pay the right person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess what's good about the US, there's sort of more open checks and balances, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you, know you do something, it'll be out there. I think right. Lebanon, you can still keep the hush hush, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, very true, so very true. What's this podcast about? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, I mean, at this point, we're just listening to you, man. Like, telling us about all these, uh, uh, these stories uh, and me telling you about bits about Lebanon. <laughs> pretty much for the A2 show, pretty much for your listeners tuning in. Uh, we're the A2 show. We interview people from all around the world. So every day we have a, someone from a different country. I'll say this is the first person we've had on the show smoke weed or talk about weed. Usually this is a very controversial issue to talk about. But we were like, let's do it. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got the right guy, bro. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Good. So, so I want to ask, like, so you've been on the side of like fighting crime and now you're trying to go into the side of like legalizing some uh, one sort of crime that's not supposed to I've be. Never. That's, yeah, I've never been in the business of fighting crime. I defend people <laughs> charged with crimes, bro. Shit, I don't fight oh, so, crime. So you were you were uh, you weren't a prosecutor in a, in, in any of your cases? Okay. Somebody gets so, arrested. Somebody gets arrested, right? Just say uh, they were shoplifting. They stole from the store. This is a small example. Get arrested, go to jail, get out on bail. They pay bond to get out. Hey, shit, I need a lawyer, man. I can have this on my record. Who do I call? Oh, man, you know, Lonnie, call him. Well, call me. They come to my office and represent him. All day, that's all I did. So it could be murder, rape, theft, mm-hmm. possession, drugs, whatever. So those are the people I represented. Just usually the worst ones. Always the guy with the, <laughs> the trigger guy. Yeah. And can you can you explain like like how does the difference feel between defending, for example, an individual and now that you're defending a cause you know and it's a, it's a type of movement as well yeah, yeah it is you know but defending the individual is a whole different thing because that guy it's all his life is at stake his freedom is everything so it's just like you and this guy you know or a girl you know you're just like yo it's us to you everybody says fuck this guy you fucking rape this one yeah but there's one there's one person in the world who's just with him i'm like look i don't give a fuck what you did man 
I'm on your team. I got you. I'm fucking fight for you to the end. Beautiful thing. Because it's easy to defend the the good, but what about defending、mm-hmm. people who fell short? You know, that shit. That's the real shit. Like freedom of speech. Easy to defend the, the fucking friendly shit. Where it turns into an issue is the controversial shit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, freedom of speech is something we have that Lebanon does not have, and a lot of places, or and a lot of places don't have. And、uh, we do have freedoms, and yeah, and the freedom to always, I guess,、uh, think about well, what's going, what,、right. what's going on. How how much freedom? Because you know, I was kind of like absolute freedom, right,、uh, when it comes to speech. But nowadays with Facebook, there's so much propaganda. You know, people are making up movements completely. You're like a 16-year-old kid in the basement of his grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> Making like thousands of people go and do things.、Right? Yeah, very true. So it's almost—I don't know what to do about that. But、uh, so, do you think there should be restrictions on freedom of speech? Because, like, I feel like maybe it's getting out of hand sometimes. Well, in the U.S., the standard is if the speech presents、uh, a clear and present danger to public safety. So, like hate speech, yeah. Well. Hate speech, but not even unless it presents a, a clear and present. I can go right on my anywhere I want and say I hate Latin or I hate Latin, whatever it is, and I can even use derogatory terms. I'm allowed to do that. That doesn't present like the the example is screaming fire at a movie theater, and then everybody tramples each other. And just, well, hey, I'm freedom of speech. Nah, motherfucker, like you fucked up. <laughs> Yeah.、Um, so that kind of thing, you know, or inciting a, a riot, you know,、uh, freedom of speech is like, hey, yeah, that's all, buddy. Kill all the black people in town that I got. You're not allowed to do that shit, but、True. you're allowed to give your opinion,、uh, as ignorant as it might be, or hateful as it might be. But there's an argument to that where it says that this kind of speech could also influence others. Who would you know start speaking up as well, and then you know they would form a group, and then the, that's how you create cults and like yada yada yada. You know, <laughs> right. Like, where, where you then you get the clan, right? <laughs> and then you get that. Where do you draw the line? Exactly. Drop, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of difficult. So it's kind of like if it incites immediate violence. You know? But、um, so let me ask you about Lebanon, because I hear the beach is nice over there, Beirut. They, yes, they are. The water is a bit polluted, but you'll be okay. Like you probably get cancer maybe forty years, thirty years. That's all right. I'm gonna get that shit anyway, right? I put on the order. <laughs> so,、um, so here's the deal. I'm having fun over here. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Let's go. These guys. Rolling joint. Put out the clothes, girls. Sorry. So,、uh, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So,、um, was, oh, Beirut. Yes. So, yes. what if I went? Well, okay, if I went there, you know, I, and I brought my sweetheart. All right. We go to the beach. I got a couple joints rolled. My sweetheart, she likes to tan in a thong, for instance, right? We go on the beach. I fucking smoke my joint. She's in her thong, chilling. Is anybody gonna give me problems? They're gonna give you problems. <laughs> <on her. laughs> she, she she can tan in a thong, but you smoking a J on the beach is not gonna work out. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go, dude. I know. Yeah, basically that's that's what's gonna happen. You know. <laughs> I mean, if you're lucky and you're on a like on a beach where we they're... like her, we don't like you. <laughs> like if you're on a public beach where there's no one there and like maybe if someone sees you but doesn't feel like ratting you out, you'll be okay. You know, because like we don't have a lot of patrols here. We barely have any patrols. So yeah, I know right. Yeah, unless someone calls <laughs> calls the police on you, then that's that's a different situation. Wait, you're saying? You got motherfuckers out there, man, laying on the beach. <laughs> grab their fucking、right? cell phone and say something. And I ain't、uh, going. I don't want to go to that kind of shit. Is that what they look, do? At, at、nah. night, you can almost get away with anything, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah, right. And we have a lot of, you know, 
mountains and like woods and tr and trees. You can just don't like, tell people the secret hiding spots right now. I'm not <laughs> saying any secret. Hiding. I mean, the whole country is mountains and trees, man. If I open, if I show you the my the, my view from my balcony, you're just gonna see a valley and trees and buildings. So I'm I'm you know. Uh, nice. Yeah. See the valley, trees, and buildings. Uh, like paradise. Lonnie. I, I want to know, Lonnie, do you think um, all drugs be decriminalized? Do you think it should all be legal? Absolutely. Everything. All right. I, Everything. I personally have known people that have gone addicted to like fentanyl, cocaine, and have passed away from it. So right. that's where really where, where the line well, is drawn for me. Yeah. Understood. I'll, tell, I'll give you another example. Any of us can go to a bar right now. We can leave our house or if you have um, can go to a bar and kill ourselves in half. Now. All of any of us kill ourselves in half now. Guaranteed. That's that's true. I mean, so, uh, yeah. another yeah, argument okay, I would say, we don't do another it though, argument right? I would say for, yeah, no, don't uh, do it. For, I never have, you, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Ali, another <laughs> argument for, the, for this would be also mm -hmm. that if it's legal, there's a better chance like the person can get can go to rehab, so oh, so he can get treated for it. Correct. Instead oh, of going to jail. And I've been doing too much cocaine. Well, then what the fuck? You're a criminal. No, no, too much cocaine. I got you. Your blood's probably raised. Okay, let's figure out a way. Perfect. And all this fentanyl and cutting and overdoses is happening because of all the cutting. Because why? The criminal. Enterprise will make more profit. Boom, boom, boom. You know, if it's you know regulated, and there's you know real businesses doing this, less of a chance of that. So yeah, dude, it'll lower that shit, and there'll be no fucking reason to kill each other on the streets. The only reason everybody kills each other, pretty much, is drugs and women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sure. That's all right. So I want to know, like people, um, I mean, you've described, I heard you say about weed, that weed helps you escape and a little bit. So what is weed helping you escape? Um, did I say it helped me escape? Uh, I, I have heard it in an interview, you did say that yeah. um, weed um, is an escape and it's nice to do socially because you get to hang out, do, have your escape for a bit and then go back and do. Right. Yeah. So, so the social, I'll start with the social. It's, it's very much a peace pipe, you know? There's a lot of friends. I had times where I didn't smoke at all. I was really trying to clear my system and all this stuff. And there's a lot of friends that I connected with a lot less. Not because, oh, we only connect when we're high. It wasn't even that. It was just hanging out. It was such a good thing. And hookah helps with that as well. So that's hookah is a beautiful thing, but that's really just blowing up in the US last 10, 15 years. So it was a nice peace pipe. Uh, with friends, it still is. And you can bond with anybody, no matter how fucking different they are, with a fucking joint, bro. You know? Now, gets you pretty high. How do you handle that? You know, fucking, it's a psychoactive uh, herb, you know? So, you can't fucking smoke too, too much. But I have a high tolerance, and I mix it with tobacco. I like to smoke throughout my day. Gets me a little chill. Am I 1,000% as sharp as I would be if I didn't? Probably not, but who gives a fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> who gives well, a fuck? Yeah. Life not necessarily right. about optimal performance at all moments. not. Sometimes you, you, you're trying to think you, you're, that's what you're supposed to do. Says so ooh. Yeah. Enough to achieve, you know. So, um... And it gets it gets me chill, and uh, it's probably an addictive element as well. You know, my system is used to. I mean, it's all THC in here, bro. And um, and you sleep well on it. You know, it's it's very natural. Uh, it, it gives you natural sort of benefits in the sense like other drugs, you can't sleep, you can't eat. Weed, you eat and you sleep. The most human thing. <laughs> That is true. Yeah. And, and, and it's good for sex, too. You know? <laughs> Let's go amplifies the senses. That's true. Amplifies All right. The so, All like, right. for instance, if you're, if you're like a little cold and you're, you, you, and you smoke, 
and you go outside, like your forearms will be a little more sensitive to it. You might get a little more uncomfortable because they amplify right. a little bit, you know? Mm. And that's why they say like, if you're paranoid or something, you shouldn't really do it too much because it can make people paranoid. Everyone's reacts differently, Correct. right? That's the caution. Right. Yeah. People get yeah. paranoid and uh, have anxiety. They're probably smoking too much though. But yeah, I mean, I've had anxiety before, but you know what, it's fucking worth. All right. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> Even with anxiety, <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> you enjoy 20,000 joints. And six of those gave you anxiety. No brainer. Mm -hmm. you know? That's true. I mean, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's jump. Uh, no, I, I, I want to go inside. I want to yes. want to say on this point uh, also, I feel like for you to properly enjoy the the vibe, you know, and the actual high itself, you have to be in a good mental state yourself because, like you're saying, it amplifies your senses. So it also amplifies your awareness of yourself and your mental state. So if you're you're paranoid and your senses are amplified by what you're smoking, your brain is gonna go, you know, it's gonna go you're crazy. Right. It's just gonna go double. But if you're in a in a good mental state and you're you know oh my God. Yeah, meditating yeah. or well balanced, it's gonna amplify that that happiness in a sense. Not happiness, but like that that sense of calm. True. What it's gonna mean. amplify it. Doing an oil scene today, I'm just gonna be walking around your house uh, with oil <laughs> on body for a couple hours. That Let's do it. Want to do the? You can do the sort of the taller dude thing with the hairy thing. <laughs> <laughs> variety, spice of life. Not... Sorry. Hell yeah. Yeah. No. So, uh, I have to. I have to admit. I don't know if this is true, but have you ever uh, got tested for ADHD? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, many, many, many <laughs> Please believe it or not. <laughs> so, no, no, uh, that's not what I was saying. ADHD. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny question. Ah, no, I'm bro. too. I'm too old for that shit. I'm 42. We got tested for that shit. It's just a fuck up. True. Uh, <laughs> we get tested for AIDS. It's so funny. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's always great. Right. <laughs> um, Lonnie, uh, do you smoke before you like work out? As you're working out, what's your like exercise oh. like? And we, yeah. yeah. I sometimes do. I prefer not to. I like to work out before I smoke. So you work out and first usually, thing in the morning? <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> listen, I'm not that motherfucker yeah. hanging out at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'll get anxiety the night before if I wake up at 4.30. I won't be able to fall asleep. You know what I mean? I'm thinking 4.30, 4.30. Wake up normal time, eat a little breakfast, chill out, get some stuff organized, boom, I go to But that's because I have the freedom now with my cannabis business because I have managers and it runs itself. Before I was a lawyer, schedule, schedule, hard, boom, 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 I gotta be in court. So there's also a, the story of, of a life's path that's the most, I think, uh, intriguing to me. The life path story. What is it? It ain't about the weed, bro. It's about creating your own path in life. Mm -hmm realizing that the path you think exists is bullshit or it might be bullshit you're not limited by it so for instance i thought i was living in this path of, could you imagine like a box around me but a hallway and i'm living in it and i'm moving around and then i'm trying to find creativity in this box you know as a lawyer i'm on the radio did all kinds of shit and I thought that was the path because of this box, you know, it was just about my parents say, you gotta be a lawyer, you know, that's, that's all there is to it. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I was a lawyer and all that. And that box was bullshit. And here's what happened. I got separated from my wife. We were married for eight years and we were together like 12, three kids, both. So that shit rocked my world. Why? Because that was the path. That was the path I knew. Married, children, house, boom. 
a mother-in-law in the house, two dogs, the whole thing, you know? And I'm like, well, this is, of course, the path. I just grow in my legal career and have my family. This is it. So when we got separated, I'm in an apartment. She's got the kids. And it wasn't my choice necessarily, you know? I mean, I wasn't necessarily a perfect angel. You know, but at the end of the day, it wasn't my choice, you know? So I'm sitting there in an apartment, single, you know, or at least separated, you know? And I'm like, wait a minute, this wasn't on the path. Just get this, what? No, no, that's not the path. And then I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Lonnie, you see what's going on? What? That path was not necessarily your path. It could be this path or that path or that path. And I'm like, it's not even my choice. I'm like, now I'm on another path. And then it made me think. And, you know, I, I kept, I was a lawyer after that. I still didn't get into the weed thing. About, about nine months later, he approached me. And I was thinking, I was so uneasy. Like, there's something else, bro. And it wasn't like I was looking for other professions. I just knew there was something else. And my past had already just shifted so wildly. Mm-hmm. And then he that did the opportunity the second he said, you know, I wanted to open up a weed store with you. And I said, first of all, yes. And, um, and that was the new path. And, um, and it worked. And not everything works. You know, you have to have the right ideas and you have to be smart. But the whole story about deviating from this path that you think you have to be on is the story. And we, we all create these walls around it. Sometimes family influences do, environmental influences, whatever. But the path is whatever you create it to be. Uh, Lonnie, you strike me as someone who believes in the faith. Is that true? Faith. Hold on one second. Do we have and a lighter? Faith. <laughs> faith. It was a bad for that. Like in Destiny. Do you, Am I annoying the that? fuck out of you guys? Am I annoying the fuck out of you guys? <laughs> I'm recording a podcast here. <laughs> I'm still surprised. I'm <laughs> <laughs> all right guys a few more minutes yes please yeah almost out of time oh, what was Go for it. so yeah, i was asking yeah so you you strike me as someone who who like believes in, in destiny in a sense because you were saying how there was like you're in this path but then you switched path and you didn't have a choice in it so right do you believe like you have the like it is your it's your choice or is this just like it's all written down for you before you were even born Hmm. Nah, it's your choice. Whatever you, <laughs> bro. Whatever outcomes you want is all you know. Is a function of what you do, what you create, man. You know. Now, as far as other kind of beliefs, um, I'm, I'm not certain about anything, but I, I do not spend any time uh, reading ancient religious texts. Nah, I don't. I know there's a lot of intellectual stuff going on, but nah, I don't look up the sky for some force to answer me. I don't, you know? If somebody does no judgments, I'm not saying I got all the answers, but I don't look up at the sky and be like, you know, I, I want to yeah. train for this. Do you know what I mean? No, no, I, I understand. So, so yeah. how, what would you describe your philosophy in life? Because like for me, religion, it's it's a type of philosophy. And then it's not something that's, you know... It's a blueprint not, as well. It's a yeah, blueprint. it's a blueprint. Yeah, but it's also enforced. This is this is the concept that I, do, I don't really support. That the enforcement of religion. So Ooh, I want to ask you, what's your good. philosophy? Good. Uh-huh. <laughs> what's my philosophy? Here's the deal. Yeah, what's your philosophy in life? We're all put on this earth to enjoy ourselves. <laughs> That's Listen, true. Let's be, real. let's be real how tiny we are. 5,000 years, humans have been around 6,000, whatever the fuck, I guess, according to science, whatever the fuck, right? Dinosaurs before that. Hey, when were the dinosaurs? 20 million years ago. 20 million years. 
for such a tiny bit. Now, it doesn't mean you can't have a meaningful life, but that's how you enjoy your life. But even people are like, I have to carry around generation, have kids. It's a beautiful thing. You don't fucking have to. And that doesn't matter, bro. You know, enjoy your life. Why do good? Why? So other people, um, why? One, it feels good, you know, and you don't want to create. If you don't do what you, you could create circumstances in your life that make it less able to enjoy. But even good deeds, it helps me enjoy. But, bro, kids, it helps you enjoy. At the end of the day, like, I have to carry on my name and all that. No, you don't, bro. <laughs> You know, and, and to free yourself from all these things is a beautiful thing. Now, somebody can free themselves and say, but I like the blueprint there, right? Or I like the philosophy there and go back into it. But yeah, you got to sure. at least free yourself from all those things. Wow. You know? And you, believe, you believe like weed has helped you uh, reach that spiritual knowledge or not really? <laughs> weed sometimes attributed as like a spiritual drug. So I don't know how you think about it. Yeah. Weed and other drugs have absolutely made me who I am and have definitely altered my fucking brain. I'm 42. I've been smoking pretty much every day since I was like 19. Okay? Yeah. And other drugs too. And other bad shit I did or stuff I'm ashamed of. All of that shit I had to do to turn into whatever it is. Now, weed helps sometimes helps you think a different way. But it wasn't just weed. It was everything that happened to my brain, good and bad. <laughs> we should uh, have to study your brain a couple, couple years down the line and see what it's looking like. Thanks so much, Lonnie, for coming on the show. Really appreciate um, it. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything? Before, before. One last thing before you wrap up here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I kind of want to hear a story, like uh, a very... Uh, if you can give us like some awesome story that you have of when you were a lawyer, because I actually, when I first went into university, that was my plan. My plan was to become a lawyer one day. And now I've completely changed that plan. Like it's, it's not on the same, not on the same flow. So I just want to, you know, hear some, uh, hear something of like that you've done. Since you've done I'll it for you 16 years. Big, big story. Honestly, I don't like to give big three stories because, you know, Hey, here's a story, and I won. No, this is a funny. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not like that. No, no, like something that you know that that really enjoyed about being a lawyer, for example. The the thing I enjoyed most was being on somebody's team. You know, mm -hmm. or what I mentioned before. I got charged with rape. Now, nice guy, no record, but he was charged with rape before got off and then you know like you drive away I drive away again uh, yeah this one was from his girlfriend his ex-girlfriend and i'm like she's like hey wait for sure i'm like wait but what did you guys have sex <laughs> yeah but then like we stopped and like you wait for me like choked me out and all this shit oh damn okay went to the hospital made a hospital report cops every daddy's on it it's very you know it's not reliable lock him up family comes to me get him out on bail, charge of first degree rape, carries life. I've talked to the prosecutor, the best they offer, rape two, 20 years. My client's like, fuck that shit, I'll roll the dice, man, let's go to trial. So his word against hers, but his daughter was in the house, let a big jury trial, man. You know, fucking his whole life in my hands, based on my performance. His ex-wife had a heart attack, so 40-something years old, a couple years before. And this guy was a cheating ass scoundrel, you know? Cheating like a motherfucker, you know? Um, player, player, you know? <laughs> and so basically what I was saying, my defense, and he said he didn't do it, whatever. My defense was that she was so upset about the heart attack and that he's still cheating and how else is she gonna get him back? But if I break it up with him, he'd love that, you know? So he's in there, you know, so I'm like, look, the whole time I faced him, I said, listen, he ain't no saint. On the contrary, this dude, you don't want to date this dude, man. He be dating everybody. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's what I make him to be. He's a player, but he's not a rapist. No, on the contrary, yeah. All jury's wrong. I, she testified you had a heart attack. You're mad about that. It was all the shit that he caused. Okay, crazy. Ah. 
and you're mad about that, you know? And, um, and, and bottom line is I'm not 100% certain of anything, but, you know, you get a good idea what the fuck happened, you know, once you see all the evidence. And a lot of people testified against him. At the end, the jury gets up, all right? You know, I put a motive for her to lie. You need a motive. Okay, she's lying. Why? Why? You gotta explain why the fuck she's lying. Or else the jury's like, juries ain't stupid, bro. Mm -hmm. Juries in America, bro, they study the shit out of it. They sit on the jury. Get, and they can't pull the wool over their eyes, really. Yeah, I can. But anyway, so, <laughs> um, so the jury came out with their verdict. Stand up, four counts of like assault, this and that. Not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. Dream, amazing moment. When the jury finishes deliberating and they come back in the courtroom, man, that shit. And they come back with their verdict on a first degree rape charge. The, the, a moment, that moment is so precipitous. There are very few moments a person gets into like that. And that's also a very big rush. And at the end of the day, you did what you could, but hey, he's the one who fucking did the shit. You know, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you know, I'm not gonna go home and fucking cry. Bro, he's the one who got himself in the shit and did my best. Wish him the best. They say not guilty. And it's just like, the judge is like, he's like, okay, thank you very much, we're really leaving. You know, it's a big moment for this, yeah, the judge is done. He's like, all right, it's all. The prosecutor puts her head down and starts crying. And I'm just like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> the whole prosecutor's office is in the courtroom. They're all watching. They like my shit. They watch my jury trials. And first degree rape case, you know, Prince George's County Rats out of D.C. Pretty big case, you know, first degree rape, you know? Jury trial, first degree rape. Pretty big case, right? So they're all in the courtroom. And I get up, and we're all standing up. Me and my God, you stand up for the verdict. And all the cops move away from him because they don't have to lock him up for the verdict. They're standing right behind him, make sure he tries to run or something, you know, guilty. <laughs> no, they're right behind you. You know what I mean? Because everybody, you know, if you, if you find a guilty person with rape, you know, you might try to run the fuck out of him and kill everybody because you know you're done, right? So, uh, but they all move away from him and he's like, and I start walking away. I walk in the hallway. I walk in the, not in the hallway, in the middle, and all the prosecutors are still there. And he's like, hey, I thought you were, we're like, a little behind me. Like, so I already walked away and down the hall, like half, and all the prosecutors are there. Everybody's looking. He's like, hey. I'm like, what? He goes, could I leave? I walk over and I go, what? Can you leave? Yes, you can leave. You are a free man. We won. And we walk out like, Man, we're in, the middle, we're in the middle aisle, and it's nothing but prosecutors. The whole office watching middle aisle. Just <laughs> Let's go. Oh, yeah, victory story. Out, bro. <laughs> Heck yeah. But the can I leave now? What? <laughs> what? Can you leave now? That's the whole point of this. So anyway, that was the story, man. Yo, Amazing. Fabulous. Been an amazing episode of Age of the Show. Thank you so much, Lonnie. Is there anything you want to shout out before we wrap up? this episode um nah just just me no i'm just kidding um <laughs> go follow yeah, Lonnie. yo um, yeah yo good no this is a great show thank you so much fellas i wish you the Appreciate best it. you can touch with me all right sounds fellas. good take care see you later yes. all right this is how we sign out peace and goodbye <laughs>